All right. Welcome out to uh, the first edition of the Smoking Cuban podcast. Now, for those of you confused, we did have a Smoking Cuban podcast at one point a few years ago. This is new. This is totally separate from that. Uh, my name is Cole Rast. Uh, with me today and and in the future is going to be Manny Dixon. He is a writer with the Smoking Cuban as well as myself. And uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, say hi, Manny. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Manuel Dixon. Everyone knows me as Manny. Yeah, we're we're pretty excited. This is something we've been wanting to do for a long time, and we're finally getting the chance to. Um, but since this is our first time recording, I'm gonna uh, we're we're gonna introduce ourselves a little bit. Talk about you know where we're from, uh, how we got in with the smoking Cuban, um, why we write, things like that. Uh, but most importantly, we're gonna talk about why we're Mavs fans. So uh, go ahead and start us off, Manny. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am the president of the Mavs Fan for Life Brooklyn chapter, that's right, I'm in New York City. Well, you're probably wondering, why the hell are you a Mavs fan? <laughs> well, because I'm not a Knicks fan, that's for sure. Uh, well, honestly, I think it started for me um, sometime after Jordan I retired, because um, that's pretty much who I watched growing up. Um, so after he left the game, you know, I kind of had to find a team. Um, I believe I was watching an all-star game, and um, just one play really stuck out to me, and it was uh, Michael Finley. Um, honestly, before then, I had never even heard of the Mavericks. Uh, but I liked this game. I liked this game, um, and I started watching more of him. And, you know, that meant watch more Mavs games. And before you knew it, I was a diehard Mavs fan. And uh, it's crazy because out of all my favorite teams, the Mavs are indeed my favorite sports team overall. And um, here we are today. Um, yeah, so as far as how I got started with uh, the Smoking Cuban, uh, I want to say... I want to say a little, a little over two years ago, um, I decided to jump into the whole uh, arena of, you know, covering sports. Sports has always been my passion, but I never really knew how to go about it as far as like, well, should I do like sports talk <laughs> or, you know, whatever, because I'm not an athlete, <laughs> you know, but um, I was uh, encouraged to... Uh, just do something. So I was like, you know what? Let me start a website. Let me write. Let's see how this goes. Um, so I started my website, and you know that went pretty well. Um, I wrote about whatever I wanted to, um, but um, I think after a while, I was like, I need to take it a step further. Um, so while in Dallas, actually for a visit, I was like in the Fort Worth mm -hmm. area. Um, I don't know. Something just told me, I mean, why not look for sites, you know, uh, fan, fan, um, based sports sites and see if you can write covering the Mavs. So that's what I did. So I looked for sites that cover them and, you know, I followed a, followed a few people on Twitter that write for like, you know, other sites covering the Mavs and I did my research and I just stumbled upon um fan sided and smoking Cuban. 
So I applied and, you know, at that time it was Isaac, um, uh, who was the, the, uh, editor and, um, he pretty much ran the show and Cole, um, was editing as well. And yeah, they, they welcomed me with open arms. Um, they pretty much gave me my, my first, um, my first big break really uh writing for you know a major publication seeing an article published was just like a dream come true you know and i've been rocking with the team since and it's a great great group of guys i wouldn't have it any other way we have so much fun and we're just so different but we have that one thing in common you know we just bleed blue sometimes green um, yeah, man. And like I said, Michael Finley is the reason why I became a Mavs fan. Um, eventually over time, uh, Nash and of course, Dirk won me over and, you know, the rest is history. But, um, yeah. Yeah, well, we've had a great time. Lots of good arguments, that's for sure. These guys will learn real quick that, that part of the reason you and I host together is because there will be some real good arguments. Just because we have a very different view of the game and we're both we're both very informed and, and see the game and understand the game very well, but in a completely different way. And it's it's very interesting and very entertaining. I always love talking to Manny because I know when I say something that I, I know as soon as he sees it, I'm going to hear, hear about it. So we have a good time. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, we've had a we've had a good run. We Manny and I have been working together for a while now. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and jump in here. So my name is Cole uh, Cole Rast. I've been uh, with the Smoking Cuban for about three and a half years now. Um, I fa actually found it found the site kind of similarly to uh, to Manny. I was there was this weird Dallas Mavericks app and it was exclusively Dallas Mavericks news and it crashed about every eight minutes but I for some reason I had it and one time I was uh, I was scrolling through and I saw looking for writers and at the time I was in my second year of, of college and I had no idea which direction I was going I knew I liked sports I knew I liked writing but I hadn't put the two together yet so I applied with the site got in and and about six months six to eight months later um, the editor at the time, Jay Nodell, who's a great guy. Really, uh, he and I and Isaac used to do the podcast before, but um, once he got into law school, he couldn't write anymore, and um, he gave me a recommendation, and I applied for the uh, editor spot, and I've been here since. So, uh, put out a lot of content, but um, I am very passionate about the Mavs. Uh, I do have season credentials with the team this year, which has been really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so every once in a while, when I do get on Twitter, which is which is fairly rare, unfortunately, I just uh, haven't gotten the social media thing down. But when I do, it's mostly about stuff that I hear in the locker room and, and uh, press conferences and things like that. So uh, if you follow me on Twitter, it's I will put out some content that is actually meaningful. Um, but that's about it. Um, I am uh, I've been a Mavs fan my whole life. I am from Dallas uh, originally, born and raised in Plano, Texas, just north of Dallas. Um, we've had season tickets to the Mavs since I was probably 12 years old, and uh, I've been to dozens of games each year since then. Um, 
my favorite player was Steve Nash growing up, mm-hmm. um, which is a shame, but <laughs> it is true. I wore number 13 in all my sports for a long time because of it, but uh, uh, always loved him. Never, never really uh, got uh, or never was too upset about what happened. I understood that it was a business decision even at a young age, but always enjoyed watching him. And, and you know, my love for Dirk eventually took place. I, I live in Plano now with my wife and, and our puppy, and our puppy's name is Dirk. So <laughs> he uh, he fits the family build with us. So, yeah, it's a little bit about me. We're, uh, we have a good time here. Nice. But, um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into some, some, some Mav stuff here, Manny. Um, first thing, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the rough game yesterday against the Milwaukee Bucks. What you uh what you take away from that game? Hmm, what do I take away? Uh let's see. First thing first. So we actually had uh a discussion about the Mavs um rebounding once we, you know, traded away DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. So um I was of the impression that that would hurt, you know, our rebounds and um you obviously being the contrarian <laughs> that you are <laughs> in this um, partnership here, you said you feel that, and I, and I can see where you, you're coming from. You f- you figure that um, it wasn't really like a lack of effort on other players' part. It was just more so, you know, DeAndre, his job is to be in the paint, grab up all the boards. But you right, fig- he controls the yeah, boards well. Yeah, so I, I, I understood, switch you from that point, but... Um, uh, yeah, I just, I just think thirteen plus rebounds is thirteen plus rebounds, and that's coming from one player. That's hard to duplicate, like you know, trying to have like rebounding by committee type thing going on. So this right. is just one yeah, game. Yeah, and it, it it is hard to take away from individual performance. I I see what you're saying. My my whole thing was was exactly it was just that you know the way he. The way that DeAndre plays is he commands the boards. He, he he grabs everything, whether it's his players next to him or whether it's the other players next to him. And I saw a lot of rebounds taken by him and um, from other teammates. Mm. Not that it was intentional or not that they weren't you know letting him get the boards, but I just saw our team in position a lot, and that's kind of right where, or that's kind of where my my thought process went. Sounds familiar. So now you can rub it in my face with this Bucks game here. <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, it's it's one game, so this is going to be an ongoing thing until the season is over. We'll see how the the rebounds uh, stack up towards, like, you know, from here on out compared to when we had DeAndre. Um, but, yeah, Manny won, cold, cold zero so far. I'll take it. That's right. That's, <laughs> we, got a lot, we got a lot of time still. But, yes, it was it was ugly. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I watched the game. It was, it was tough to watch. There were so many rebounds that just, I mean, the one that really got me was these guys, these little guards. I mean, they had what 10 rebounds from the bench or from the guards on the bench alone and then another 10 from the guard from the guards that started so there's 20 rebounds from guards from players under 65 that's not that's not a good thing that's never going to be a good thing so it is a little more worrisome Uh, i'm a little more worried about my uh stance on that but i'm going to stick with it for a little while at least yeah for me it's um i don't know uh i believe outside of dwight powell no one had more than five boards for us, and um, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna that's gonna cut it. Um, yeah, well, it was so weird because in the in the game before, mm-hmm. we had three players with ten plus rebounds. We had Maxi, or we had 
Dorian, we had Luca, and we had Dwight, I think. All three of them had more than 10 rebounds. And, you know, granted, it's against Charlotte, yeah. but it still it, it looked good. Definitely. And so, yeah, but against good teams and against, you know, Giannis is grabbing 17 boards. It's a definitely a noticeable difference without having DeAndre there. So yeah, yeah fair point. It's it's like only the best team in the what the league. So yeah, yeah they're, they're okay. <laughs> and you have like an MVP uh, caliber, probably the runaway at this point for the award. So he's gotta be. Yeah, yeah. That's a go off a tangent, yeah. but well, on the. Maybe, um, if 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 he doesn't get it, then I I give up on MVP voting. I'm just yeah. We got we've got some issues if he's not the uh, the winner at this point. Yeah. But yeah. But on the bright side for the Mavs, Luca had 20. I mean, he he didn't shoot the ball great, but he still ended at 50. percent um, Tough on the free throw line again, which has become pretty pretty normal. Uh, Trey Burke had an awesome game: 18 points, five boards, five assists, two steals. Uh, great shooting night. Uh, he looks like he, I mean, he looks like kind of what we expected, that he'd be off the bench, immediate scoring, uh, yeah. giving us a lot back from what we lost from J.J. Definitely. Um, aside from that, Hardaway had 12, uh, Powell had 12 and 8. But who stuck out to you the most out, out of this game? Yeah, I'm going to go with Trey Burke. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we definitely need, we need his scoring because of the, you know, unfortunate departure of uh JJ, um, losing him for the season. Um, so we needed that spark plug off the bench, and that's what it looks like he can be for us moving forward. So um, I know right. not too many um, Mavs fans were too high on him, like as far as like when the deal went down for Kristaps, but um, but that was one of the players that I looked at honestly, um, and I was I'm I'm excited because I I I felt that. Um, where we struggled, honestly, throughout the season was our our depth, you know. So having him coming off the bench for for us, I think it's a plus. So I was really excited, really yeah. happy with his game and seeing what he can do, you know. And he was he was he was in his own. He was he was he had his own flow, you know. Um, he didn't really um, he didn't like have to be force fed the ball or anything of that nature. Like he just found his space. And he made the game work for him, and I'm 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 stoked. I'm glad to to have yeah. him here. Yeah, and as time goes on, he's going to get more used to the offense. He's going to get more comfortable. Definitely. But I mean, obviously, he's made an impression on Carlisle. He played 27 minutes to, uh, last night, which is which was tied for the most with Luca and Tim Hardaway. All three of them played 27. Um, there's clearly, I mean, Car- Carlisle, Coach Carlisle, obviously sees something in him. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and he looked great. Um, I was impressed with uh, Ryan Brokoff personally last night. Okay. Uh, I really like him. I think he's going to be a good player. Uh, he is. I mean, he's he's a vet, he's a rookie veteran essentially. He's yeah. 27 or something like that. He's he's pretty old. Um, been around uh, in Europe and and played some some years overseas. Played college ball here in the U.S. But I hope we can find some minutes for him. He played 19 minutes last night. Uh, scored six points. But he he's a nice. Kind of like Burke in the sense that he, you know, when he gets the ball, he's going to do something good with it. Okay. Um, I'm a fan. I I hope to see some more. We also got a good look, or uh, our first look at Justin Jackson and Courtney Lee. Both of them got a few minutes last night. 
Um, Jackson hit his first shot of the game, missed the next two, but uh, it's good to see him scoring. He actually looked pretty comfortable on the court. Looks like he's um, re- he, he looks like he's ready for a new situation, and I think it's going to be a, a nice thing for both parties. So I'm excited about that. Courtney Lee, I don't know. What's your take on Courtney Lee? I mean, I couldn't really take too much away from that game last night. I mean, he played like, what, four minutes? I mean, same as Jackson, but um, yeah. yeah, he only took one shot, so... There's not much to really go off of, but what I know of him in the past, um, he's, to me, a player just like Burke, but even more experienced being in the league um, even longer. I see him as a spark plug coming off the bench as well. Um, it's just a matter of finding minutes for him, um, and I think that's going to be like um, the, I think it's going to be like a project for Carlisle, like, you know, from here on out for yeah. the rest of the season with these new guys. Could be an ongoing problem. Yeah, it's yeah. a good problem to have, to be quite honest. It is. You know. It's it's a problem we're not used to having. Yeah, so exactly. So I mean, yeah, I'm eager to see. I so I went to the press conference with all these guys when they first, uh, you know, held up their Mavs jerseys and first practice and whatever. And um, there were only, you know everyone was obviously most excited about Kristaps Porzingis, but uh, but Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway and Trey Burke they all got a few questions. They're all I mean they're all pros. They all know know what to say. They know how to answer. They know how to compose themselves. They, they, this is this is another day of work for them. They're they're not gonna you know, falter because they're in a new situation and a new place yeah. and, and with a new coach. I mean, they're, they're ready to do what they need to do. So I'm excited to see how we how we use all of them going forward. But no matter what happens, I think we'll, we'll be all right with all these guys. All these guys will fit in the system well as time goes on. Yeah. Do you see them Do you see them all staying long-term with the Mavs? Like, do you think they're part of the Mavs' future? I don't future? think so. I think that I think that Tim Hardaway might legitimately be part of the Mavs' plans going forward. I don't think he's part of their plans at seventeen million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they can keep him at a at a discount, then I think they definitely do. He's he's experienced. He's a great scorer. Um, he, he's actually a pretty good defender, and he's significantly more explosive than I even knew about him. So I'm excited to see what else he can do. But he's still young. I mean, there's still a lot of a lot of ball left to be played for him. Courtney Lee, I don't think is part of the Mavs plan personally, uh, and Trey Burke's kind of up in the air. It'll be interesting to see if uh, if JJ tries to make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I obviously we we hope he he can make a comeback. It's just if and when he tries to, um, how effective he'll be. Um, right, and what that'll do to the organization. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it'll be it. it'll be interesting interesting to see where we are at, at as a team when he does make a mm-hmm. comeback, you know. So I yeah. guess that's a bridge we'll cross. We have to. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what Devin Harris chooses to do too. I mean, he still looks comfortable and looks explosive, but he I mean he's getting up there. Yeah, he is. He's been with us a few times now, so what yeah. more can we ask of him? You know. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right, so we got a game tomorrow against the Blazers. What's uh, what's the uh, what's the matchup you're watching? If you're uh, watching that game, oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> Luca Dame. Um, yeah, I feel I feel honestly because of how what's the word I'm looking for? Well, Luca is just a uh, he's just in my opinion like a once-in-a-lifetime type rookie. Um, I feel like he draws so much attention from the opposing defense. 
Um, and honestly, every game we play, I'm just looking at his matchup. Uh, because of his size and his ball handling abilities, um, how easy it is for him to create his own shot, I feel as if mm -hmm. it's kind of like the opposing team's best players like goal to to stop him because he's he's like putting up crazy numbers across the board against every team we're playing you know so honestly yeah. i i can't focus on anything else honestly this season but <laughs> who's on luca and what does he do to them you know and um i'm not sh i doubt they'll put dame on luca i don't think that'll be a good idea but um yeah no yeah i just want to see they'll they'll have like a little battle back and forth but it'll most likely just be you know on the offensive end like who scores the most or whatever the case may be but that's that's uh right. that's definitely like what i'm looking forward to because luca got snubbed of course uh for all-star team <laughs> this year but um yes that's a that's an undisputed fact I think. oh yeah oh yeah definitely but he will be an all-star next year Oh, and yeah. MVP candidate. You're yeah, in so. here first, but I'm just throwing that out there. Now you're talking. <laughs> I don't see why. Yeah, not. I'm eager to see. Uh, I'm eager to see Seth Curry. Uh, he's you know he's not doing a whole lot for him. He's shooting the ball really well, but yeah. they uh, they don't play him a whole lot. He's getting you know 17 minutes a night. Yeah. But I'm eager. I'm eager to see him again. I, I you know we we all liked Seth Curry, but. Uh, It'll be interesting, I, and I, I'm with you there on the Luca thing. Uh, I assume they'll probably put either Harkless or uh, Aminu on him, um, who are both deep, both pretty good defenders. But I, I got to ask you this question: mm -hmm. What's it like to see a 19-year-old rookie drawing double teams as a point guard? It's it's enough. It's something I've never seen before. Um, yeah. All I can say is I'm glad he plays plays on my team. Um, because <laughs> right. uh, because of the way the NBA is now, um, you see like the center position is useless, um, thanks to Steph and the Warriors and the small ball lineup. But having a big point guard that can control the ball, that can handle it, that can get to the hole whenever he wants to, that can shoot it from deep. It's just I don't want to I don't want to sound blasphemous, but Defense aside, it's kind of like it's kind of like watching magic. Um, hey, I'm, that's big. That's big right there. You no, know, it it really is. Um, that's that's the only player I can really uh, think of. Um, not as a full body, you know, of work type comparison, but just what he's able to do on the court. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's something I've never witnessed because I. Didn't see, I didn't see much of Magic growing up. So, but just looking at highlights and seeing how he was able to take command on the floor and uh, enjoy defenses in and just dish it off wherever he wanted to, it was just like, that's what I think of. I'm just like, wow, like teams passed up on him. <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, he just fell in our lap. I'm just like, well, favor is not fair, I guess. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just glad he wins our jersey. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, so Luca is leading the Mavs in points per game and rebounds per game currently. So after DeAndre left, he's leading the team with seven rebounds per game. He's leading the team with assists per game at five and a half. JJ was averaging five point six before he before he got injured, but you know point one difference. 
Um, he's leading the team in steals per game with 1.1. Yep. <sighs> I mean, he he do, he re, he really does do it all, and it's something that that is, like you said, it's almost unheard of to to have a a 19 year old that can do this much with the ball, with this amount of confidence. Yeah, yeah. I I know we had the the um who was it was it Monta. I believe so. I feel, I feel like we had like a little saying with 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 Amante Ellis, like Monte have it all or does it all, whatever like that. But we may have yeah. to we may have to like give that one to Luca because he like that's he said, right. He, he may he may have taken that. One. <laughs> yeah, I think he's um he's pretty much usurped that title because uh, yeah, I I don't know yeah. much that he cannot do on the court, and he's only nineteen. Yeah. And he's he's only getting yeah, started, he, so. It, He's going to control that title a lot longer than Monte did. So, and and when we do incorporate Chris Stapps into the lineup, those assists are going up. <laughs> like, oh man, I seriously the fact that he was man. averaging five and a half assists passing to Barnes and and Matthews and and Dennis. Burn. I mean, that's I, I, I'll be the first to say I love those guys, but man, every once in a while I would just get fed up because. It was because Luca was trying so hard to get them the ball, and then they just yeah. couldn't get it through the hoop. I mean, it just didn't. It, it just frustrated me a little bit more than it should have. But I do love all those guys, especially Barnes. I'll always love Barnes. But but uh, I think I think you and I agree that that the Mavs were probably uh, doing the right thing to to move on and to try something new. Yeah, um, I I've been pretty vocal about those two. Um, <laughs> I just didn't think they served the purpose on the team any longer. Just, just being honest, um, I felt if we were going to truly um, accept that we're in a rebuild and we want to, you know, give the torch to to Luca as the leader, I'm just like you can't have your your vets on the team uh, not making shots or just being so right. so hot and cold. I'm just like. How does that? How does that help his development? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. Yeah, he's he's playing in the flow of the game and trying to get them in the flow of the game, and they're not. They're just they're just not getting it. So it was it was it was pretty painful to watch a lot of games. Yeah, and what what a weird thing to to say to say that a rookie has to get your veterans into the flow of the game. I mean, that's, that's just so that's strange. Yeah. It, but yeah, you, you, I mean, you're exactly right. You're not throwing shade at these guys. They're all they're all good guys. They're all good players. They all serve a purpose. They just don't. They just didn't fit what the Mavs were doing, and and it's not entirely their fault either. I mean, they had their 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 uh, their ways set, and then this kid comes along. This uh, unbelievable talent comes along and changes everything. And Carlisle has to adapt to him, and he and the rest of the guys, you know, as much as as much as they can. But they were set into a different system that they weren't. They didn't know what's changing, Definitely. so it's not their fault. But you're absolutely right that they, it was just time to, to move on. Definitely, uh, you know we wish them well in there. Mm. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll never get booed at the American Airlines Center or anything like that. They'll always they'll always be considered Mavericks for life. It'll never be hard feelings. It's just you know it's that's that's really when it becomes a business is when when you have to let guys go knowing that it's for the best for both parties. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. 
All right, so next thing, real quick, just want to ask you, what what do you think has been the most interesting thing about this season so far for the Mavs? Um, for me, it's uh, two, it's twofold. Honestly, I hate to keep saying his name, but just having Luca on the team, and and this is personally, I haven't always been the biggest fan of drafting. Like your like European players, just being honest, because right. I always felt like we were trying to catch lightning in a bottle once again, like get the next Dirk, and right. I feel like we kept yeah, missing over and over. So I'm like, yeah. so let's try something yeah. different, yeah. you know. So I'll be the first to admit I was wrong about Luca. Like I'm I'm all in. Like <laughs> I'm all. I don't even need to need the full season. Like you won, I get it. Oh yeah, you know. So it's like on one end drafting him and seeing. How he's just flourishing in this first season, and mm-hmm. it's—I kind of want to say—I know, I know we weren't on his list of teams he wanted to go to, but being able to get Porzingis, um, and mm-hmm. from what it looks and sounds like, having him long term, him being, um, you know, committed to to playing for us long term, and. I don't know. I things are turning around. Like this just feels like a season where like things are changing for the better. Things that have been like a stumbling block for us before, I feel like we're getting like over the hump now. And I just feel like it's gonna keep getting yeah. better because if we're able to get Porzingis, I mean, and we have Luca, rookie of the rookie of the year, clearly almost an all star oh, yeah. in his first season, we're we're becoming more attractive. So the most interesting mm-hmm. thing for me this season is how interesting and how attractive we look in seasons to come. And that's something I haven't been able to say for years as a Mavs for fan. For a long time. So, yeah. you know, that's... It's something that every Mavs fan has tried to convince themselves for years and years, but now they actually can. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, so my most interesting thing, um, first of all, is definitely the Porzingis trade. I mean, just... I mean, we gave up scraps for... For a guy that could be a top fifteen, top twenty player in the league, definitely, and that's something that you can't pass up. I mean, it's exactly what you said. It's, it's just to have that chance at a guy like him is is worth it. Um, it's and and you know as as well as anyone that uh, he's definitely going to be happier in Dallas than than he was with the Knicks. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So he he does seem excited. Um, he 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 controls his emotions well for a young guy. He's twenty three. Um, he's very composed, very, uh, a lot like Luca. I mean, they, they both kind of grew up in the same kind of system. They're both very mature for their age They're but, uh, you know, he's not given any hints yet, which is fine. That's kind of how he's, how he wants to do things, but there, there is definitely mutual interest between the parties. And I think that we'll, I think that we'll see him sign a, a big contract this summer. I don't think he's going to sign a qualifying offer. I think it's going to happen this summer. Okay. That's my guess uh, from what I've heard and just from from my own interpretation of what's going on. Okay. My, my second thing is the play of Maxi Kleber has been awesome. He's been so entertaining. He's been he, he's been that guy. I'm trying to think of a guy that I can compare him to. The 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 name that comes to my mind is Alfaruk Aminu. When we first saw mm-hmm. him start playing, where he was just all energy, great defensive player, always hustling, and you know that we were so so upset when he didn't when the Mavs didn't bring him back just because he 
the, the way he carried himself on the court. And, and that's kind of the vibe I get from Maxi. I think that he can really become one of those bench guys that, that isn't going to stick out on the stat sheet, but is always going to make an impact on the game. Yeah, I, de- I definitely agree. Yeah I, yeah, I know. I know his name has been buzzing amongst Mavs fans for a while, and you know, I okay, it's cute, whatever. But now that he's actually <laughs> getting more minutes, and I, like you said, it's not what you see in the stat sheet. Like it's his hustle, like you know, his tenacity, right. like whatever you need him to do, he's there. You know, like he's like a Swiss Army knife type player. And I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all in keeping him long term. So. Yeah, and you, you hear a lot about. I'm I'm sure you've you've seen a lot on Twitter and stuff like that. People were really concerned about the Mavs being able to hold on to him, yeah. even though he's a restricted free agent. I mean, his cap hit at most is nine million. I personally don't believe he's going to get anywhere close to that. I think that he's still relatively unknown across the league. I think that the teams that played against him said, "Well, that guy's pretty good," but I think that I don't think they really think about it past that. Yeah. I mean, they see see what he can do, but. I don't think he's going to get a big payday. That's that's my take. That's my hope. Um, either way, I don't think the Mavs let him walk. So we should get Maxi for, for a few more years and, and Dorian Finney-Smith too. Both those guys are just, uh, uh, I, th- I think that more than anything, they're they're Carlisle's guys. He loves those guys, and, and I think that he's going to keep them around for, for that reason alone. So. Yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't mind having both of them for sure. Yeah. All right. So next thing, uh, real quick, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a, a a quick one here. The All Star Weekend, we got a few different things. All I'm gonna ask you is Mavs player versus the field. Who you're gonna take? All right. You ready? Okay. So we'll start with the skills contest. You got Luca in it uh, with a bunch of other guys. So are you taking Luca in the skills contest, or are you taking the field? Skills. I'll take Luca. All right. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I'll definitely take. Um, I think I'm going to stick with Luca as well. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else is in it. There are a couple guys. I remember everyone was a little a little surprised by Kyle Kuzma, which makes sense. I don't think he really fits that that uh, type of thing. Yeah. Um, the one guy that I think will give him a nice run is De'Aaron Fox. I'm a, oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Fox. Um, but yeah, so you got Mike Conley, Luca, De'Aaron Fox, Nikolai Jokic, Kyle Kuzma, Jason Tatum, Nikolai Vucevic, and Trey Young. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm taking Luca over the field in that one. Definitely. Okay, next one, um, three-point contest. You got Dirk, you got the field. <sighs> I hate to have to do this, man, but I'm taking a, I'm taking a field <laughs> on this one. See, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot first, and that way I don't feel as bad. <laughs> I, I know. I, I felt it. I, I, I get you. <laughs> you, knew, you knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, so... So you got Dirk, you got Devin Booker, Seth Curry, Stephen Curry, Danny Green, Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, and Kemba Walker. So a lot of really good shooters and a lot of people under 40 years old. So And they're also like in rhythm, getting like over 30 minutes right. a game. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. I don't think Dirk's going to get last, uh, but I don't think he's going to... I'd be. I think it's a win for him if he makes it out of the first round. Let's put it that way. Okay. My my personal pick. Uh, I I think uh, I think it's gonna be Buddy. Mm. Okay. I think it's gonna be Buddy. I have a bonus question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Where do you think Dirk puts his his money rack? 
I think he's going to put it at the top of the key. That's his trail three. That's his bread and butter. I think that's the one he's got to go with. Just making sure you're paying attention. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his sweet spot. So. Yeah, that's that. He's been shooting a lot of corner threes this year, which is really strange for him. I mean, I can't remember many corner threes in his history, but yeah. with Luca hitting the corner so well, he's kind of sneaking down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little different, but I, I don't think he'll. I think he's going to stick with his his comfort zone on that one. Yeah. All right, so next one, we don't have any Mavs in the dunk contest anymore, but we there is, you know, Dennis is still there, so I'm going to go with Dennis versus the versus the field. Who you got? Uh, I'm not even sure who the field is, to be quite honest. Um, is part, Do what? I'm not sure who, who the field is, like who's, who's participating. Okay, so you, you got Miles Bridges from the Hornets, uh, you got John Collins from the Hawks, and you got Hamado Diallo from the Thunder. Really? That's the field? That's the field. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's one of those uh, young fields where these names aren't super well known yet. But. Yeah, I'll take I'll take DSJ. I'll take Dennis. I think Dennis has got to be the favorite. Um, I'm a big Miles Bridges fan. I was super high on him. I think you remember I was I was super high on him coming. Yeah. I think you were too pretty high on him coming into the draft, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's one of those one times we agreed on something. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I see. I remember him well because it's one of it's one of the few. But yeah, I like Miles, but I I think I'm with you. I think Dennis Smith's gonna take it. Definitely. I think is um hold on. Isn't Luca in the what is it the USA versus World game as well? Yes. Yeah, he's he's gonna be in the in the USA versus World, the Rising Stars rookie and sophomore challenge. They've changed that name about 18 different times, but yeah. yes, he's in that game. Do you think? Uh, what do you think? You, you think he's the the front runner for the MVP? Quick glance, quick glance. See, if he is MVP, he'll be pulling a Jerry West because I don't even think the world will win the game. Um, Ooh, yeah. So. so this game's this game's been played four times. This is the game or the fifth time that they've had this format of Team USA versus Team World. I think if that's right. And uh, Team World has won three of the last four, or of the four games, so okay. they hold the advantage there. Plus, they have the obvious better coach. Because huh. <sighs> Dirk's coach in World, and Kyrie's coach in the U.S. So. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hmm. I mean, if they win, yeah, I'll definitely give them like the. Yeah, it seems like he's the obvious pick as far. I mean, Ben Simmons might give him a run, but aside from that, the rest of the guys on Team World are you know up and comers. They're not really there yet. Whereas Team USA has a lot of talent. Oh yeah. I mean, John Collins does not get enough credit for what he's what he does. He's an absolute monster. And you got guys like De'Aaron Fox, Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. I mean. They they they're in no shortage of talent at all, at all. A few of these guys but, have like playoff, you know, um, experience as well under their belt. Yeah, so. yeah. But Luca is also very upset that he didn't make the All Star game, so that could make a difference. Yeah, this could be a tryout. <laughs> so I got I got one thing I'm gonna share with you here real quick. Okay. So here's a fun fact for you: if LeBron had decided to play one more year in Cleveland as opposed to coming to the West, mm-hmm. Luca would have been choosing a team as a team captain in the Ulster game. Huh. I never thought of that. That's interesting, right? 
that would mean well yeah yeah it's deductive reasoning it, because yeah okay okay yeah so it would have been team team luca versus team lebron huh wow wow yeah that would have been interesting having a rookie pick the all-star team wouldn't it Man, I feel like we should get a playoff spot just for that. Like, <laughs> I, get, I mean, not as well. Like, that's just unheard of. Why not? This kid is like a, yeah. a rock star. Uh, he's awesome. All right, so who you got? Team Team LeBron or Team Giannis? Oh, uh, bias aside, this isn't even close. I'm going LeBron. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, the, was that bias aside? <laughs> I think there was some bias there. I'm just saying, anybody that's, that watched that draft, I, I don't know what Giannis was doing. I'm like, well, I'm going Team Giannis because he made the best pick of the night with Dirk. Oh. Okay. You think Dirk gets like five minutes in the game? I can see him getting a maybe ten. They might put him out there a little longer. Yeah, him and Wade. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Team Giannis. We're gonna we're we're gonna have we got to have some difference here. So I'm going Team Giannis, and uh, and I'm gonna and and Giannis is gonna be the MVP. So, huh? I painting to say this, but I actually got um Harden getting MVP. That's uh, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Although Westbrook is on is on Team Giannis, and and he's the the biggest tryhard in All Star history. So. Yeah, his his favorite um person Embiid is on the same team as him, so it has to be interesting. Oh, uh, that this will it'll be a fun game. I it'll be very entertaining. I think as just as far as that all all that drama is gonna go. I mean, seems like there's more drama now than there ever has been in the league. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if. Well, let me check that first of all because I think the score is gonna be insane. Um, oh yeah. I can see it hitting like 150, either team or both. And it, Harden's probably going to play the toughest defense of anyone. So. <laughs> when it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, All right, man. so we're, uh, we're running out of time here. Gotcha. Oh, sorry. Just you, the last... Well, we already we already went over our favorite Mavs player. Yeah, we we talked about that. Yeah, mine was Nash. Yours was Finley. So we got a uh, we got one season of our our favorite players together, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm just upset that good I times. Um, I don't have a Finley jersey as of yet, but I plan on getting one. But I do have a Dirk jersey. Um, now you're talking. So yeah, next time I'm out in Dallas, I'll definitely be wearing it to a Mavs game. So was was Dirk your first Mavs jersey? Only, first and only. First and only. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a funny. St- I'm gonna just tell you a quick funny story, and then we'll we'll sign off here. My, I'll give you w- one guess. You're never gonna get it, but can you can you guess my first Mavericks jersey? Just because you said I will never guess it, I have two. Just give me two guesses. It's either okay. Two guesses. It's either Jop or Eduardo Nahara. It was Jop. <laughs> that was my first Mavs jersey, and I loved that jersey. I loved watching Sagana Jop play. Like, let me, let me that see. is awesome. I can't believe you got that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, nobody ever brings his name up. It has to be him. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I love all the stars. Yeah. 
Oh man. All right. Well, now you now you know a little bit more about me. I got I got my Sagana Jop jersey, and and Nash was my favorite player. There you go. Here, there's some Mavs history for you. Uh, one name you hear a lot, and one name you haven't heard since he played there. <laughs> um, funny enough, uh, I guess a funny Mavs story for me. My first time in Dallas was to actually watch a a Mavs Rockets game at the AAC, mm. and the person I flew out there with is a diehard Rockets fan, so that was fun. We lost. Um, oh, yeah. But I did get a chance to take a picture with Champ, so, I mean, hey. There you go. So, I mean, that was a great first trip to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> so, who was, who, was the, who, who was on the Rockets at the time? What was the team? I mean, who was the star? Oh, I mean, you know what? Oh, wait a minute. I believe, I believe, I believe Parsons was still there, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Yeah, like my favorite. So he was the star, is what you're saying. Like my favorite Mavs, um, you know, free agent signing ever, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> I do remember Sean Marion um, dancing and now singing along right to some Chris Brown song. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I do remember taking a picture of Dirk um, shooting from the top of the key. I was like, yeah, this is a perfect trip. <laughs> like, I can die happy now. Yeah, man. All right. Well, we, we've mentioned Sagana Jop. We've mentioned Chandler Parsons. I think we've pretty much hit hit every topic now. So, <laughs> yep. It's a good first episode. 